Welcome back to One Great Conversation. I spoke with Barb Dawson, Head of People and Culture here at Lux's Greats. We covered her background in the education Queensland sector, her passion to break the mould and the importance of doing HR differently. Join us in this conversation. Though we only scratch the surface, we really connect over a more deeply engaged world we know to be possible. Hope you enjoy. Excited to get into this stuff because I feel really passionately about education and Mm. doing things differently. So... Off the um, first question off the run, um, tell us a bit more about your experience in education and why you decided to leave the field and do what you're doing now. Okay, so uh, I had 13 years in in education Queensland and uh, I was teaching five-year-olds. So it was so rewarding. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I was particularly drawn to the children that were from um, troublesome households, mm-hmm. uh, if I can say that. Um, you can you can kind of tell um, I because they they were always the ones that were reluctant to have a crack at things like writing their name or. or you know, building something and, uh, yeah, I, I just loved being with them or even just reading them a story, yeah. um, it, which is so important for young children, as we all know, but they didn't have that. Mm. So it was really nice to pull them aside and just spend that time with them. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Um, how I came to leave Mm-hmm. is um, a very big, long story. But <laughs> <laughs> In a nutshell. Um, basically, I was uh, given an opportunity to um, to completely flip the script and change what I was doing. Uh, I had 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 a taste of it part-time yep. so and I was loving it. So it um, coming into the business world was very new and very different to me. Um, but very early on in that, um, I was also offered an opportunity for coaching. Oh, wow. And it was through that coaching that um, I really, really, the love for it all deepened and the more I learn, um, the more I want to learn. So I, I just, that that keeps me hungry yeah, for more awesome. and more and more. So it's, um, it's just getting better and better all the time. I cannot... Um, express how how glad I am that I made that change. Oh, that's beautiful. And um, talking a little bit more about um, education and schooling, do you feel like there are missed opportunities for greatness in the current um, education, schooling, higher learning sort of sectors? 100%. <laughs> You're like, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, where do I start? Um, definitely there's, there's lots missing there. Yeah. Uh, I think... You know, again, from a very early age, children um, are pushed into what the the governing bodies mm-hmm. think they should be taught and what they should know. Um, I I think there needs to be more room for, you know, teaching them self awareness. Yes, teaching them that. Um, how to discover what they're drawn to, um, what they might love to learn about. Uh, I also had the opportunity to do a little bit of work in special needs um, with uh, 
special ed with special needs yeah. children and um, a lot of them are, you know, they might be into one or two things, um, for instance, cars or aeroplanes. So you can really get the most out of people when you talk to them in the language that they're familiar with. So true. So, you know, you talk cars or aeroplanes with, with a certain sort of person and and you'll get a lot from them. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's very basic. But, um, yeah, finding teaching them how to discover what what um, what they're interested in, what they're curious about, so so that they can build on that. Mm. Uh, I think too many children, you know, are pushed through the education system, then into uni, and that because mum, dad, auntie, uncle, you know, they all either did it or they didn't, and they want, and they you, to want do it. you to do it because <laughs> they didn't. You know, so yeah. they're pushing their um, dreams onto onto their kids. So um, yeah, it's that's definitely something um, you know to contend with. Like I found it hard in my own experience. Yeah, through school, I was m- sort of a more creative child, but then it comes to no, you have to do this subject, you have to do that subject, and when they say that you're not engaged, you you get more in trouble than you do. Like okay, well, what would you what what are you loving? What would you prefer doing? How can I help facilitate that? Um, yeah, so I always yeah. kind of felt like I was in trouble when I wasn't engaged. Yeah, rather than re-engaging them in what they are mm-hmm. interested in. And, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, something definitely to think about. And that leads into our ne- next question. So how do you feel um, that individuals could be better supported? Um, could you tell us a bit more about, um, you know, how you would go about it when you see – a child or an individual, even in the workplace, um, when they're not engaged, um, how you, yeah, how would you go about helping them? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's through those conversations, through mm-hmm. the questions that you ask them, um, and that can be in you know all the opportunities we have to connect with people, reviews, um, you know, one-on-one chats yeah. with with perhaps Tim or. Uh, you know your upline and and that sort of thing. So it's it's um, just pr- um, creating the opportunities to uh, see what it is that's missing for them to e- enable them to reengage. So perfect, yeah. yeah. And it might not be a fit. So sure. that might be what what shows up as well. Mm. So you know the, we can look at. It might be the role, it might be, you know, just doesn't quite sit right with them. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that comes down to, you know, everyone being open and honest as well. Definitely, definitely. Mm. And this is a big one, big question. What is your mission at Lux's Greats and globally? I know you talk about doing things differently in people and culture, um, but I feel like it's so much more than just that. Like it's so much more than just a department. What what do you hope to see in your vision? Okay, so yeah, I, I, I think just ultimately doing things different is just breaking the mould mm-hmm. um, and there's still a long way to go. Um, so breaking the mould of the typical HR department, you know, where you... <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. What have I done now? Um, and I'm going to get fired or something like that. So, um, yeah, really out to show that 
we are doing things differently um, to not only show but but just be that that difference. Mm. Um, I'm also I'm also keen to like you hear a lot of well it's more and more emerging. There's companies yep. that are saying they're doing things differently mm. as well. So I'd really love to sort of pick their brains and or, or get amongst them and see what they're doing. True. Um, because I mean you know I'm open to doing things better anyway so you know I can always learn more from them and I'm sure that they can learn more uh, from what what we do as well so um yeah that question's bigger so that is a lot bigger yeah definitely I I felt the weight of that question when I was typing it (laughs) (laughs) when you read it it's okay but then when you're sort of trying to no, I I totally understand. And I think as well like when you're when you're thinking about what we do here and you know what others do, I think it's so nice. Nice is not the best word, but it's so nice that we are willing to be open about how we do things and that we are you know interested to see how others are doing it and we're willing to collaborate and you know not uh, there's nothing I dislike more than people holding things so close to their chest and they don't want to share it with the world because they think I want this for myself and I don't want others to have it but it's like the world will be a better place if we're all sharing the knowledge and tools and love and yeah yeah well you can't um change the world one grade at a time if you don't share so um yeah that's that's always what I think about um true and yeah I I wouldn't want to hold it hold it in anyway. No. It's not exclusive to us. Everyone should be doing it. So, yeah. And it gets heavy when you hold on to things. <laughs> oh, yeah, Whatever it is that you're holding on to, oh, just that's be free. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good or bad. <laughs> um, so drawing on one of your many superpowers, I want to know where the magic lies in finding the right fit for the right role. Um, I know that we don't just put bums in seats. Um, so if we can share your magic, other companies can benefit from it as well. So how do you find the right person? And I know you don't rush into it. Uh, it's it's a little bit um, tricky to, to explain that one. Uh, there's a lot of intuition. There's a lot of knowing. Um, but... I think not being attached to the role that you're interviewing someone for. Mm. So I, when I'm having the first, whether it be the first, second or third chat, I'm always listening for the, that, those things that tell me, you know, whether, whether or not they're suited to the role that they're actually applying for or any other role that we have in the business mm. that, that they would be suited to. So it's not um, they can come in at a certain point, but that doesn't mean they can't change to something else that, um, that, that they're drawn to or that we feel that they've got strength in. So it's just, yeah, not being attached to that one role Mm, definitely open open to um many different things um that people can do I feel like a lot of people can get knocked back 
just because they might not fit every single criteria in that one role. Like when you think about big organisations because they probably have like keywords and AI and, you know, it might not even be a person looking at the resume. That's the really hard letter. because that's that's, hard. it's it's selecting people for you yeah. um, before you've even had a chance to speak to them. So, I, yeah, it, that that's... I feel like it takes the humanness out it of it. It definitely does because um, keywords, are, you know, yeah, it's not all about the skills for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it can be tricky. I like, Yeah, I like that we still, you know, I don't know if that's something that we would in the future when we grow, you know, really big and, you know, you're running around and not able to, you know, give that personal touch to it. But I think it's the difference, you know, giving people that chance that to connect and show who they are more than just their cover letter and resume. Yeah, definitely. And last question to round out the episode, if all of your current responsibilities were taken care of, personally or professionally, or both, um, what would you be getting stuck into? It's a very good question. (laughs) And I did have to think about it. Um, And I guess I'd like to do more workshops, I think, you know, in in just back to the education piece. Um, And um, just hands-on with the tools that we have um, that we've we've learnt along the way and and to help others um, with those tools. So, nice. yeah, some of them are quite simple but it just needs those reminders. Like we all need reminders about, um, about certain things. So, yeah. Very cool. Workshops. Let's make it happen. I think that would be awesome and you'd be so great at it with all the knowledge that you have um, in different fields before you've um, come to Lux's and all the many years you've spent at Lux's as well. I think you'd be a wonderful coach. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no worries. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode, A More Deeply Engaged World We Know Possible. Um, I'm sure that you'll add a lot of value to those who see this. Thanks, Alma. Thanks, Bob. Bye. Bye.